Bad at Parties is sponsored by Abbey Art Seattle and the Ballard Homestead, music, arts, and community events for people of all ages and incomes. With reoccurring events including the Moth Story Slam, Cathedrals, and The Round, there's always an event when you're in Seattle. Check out Abbey Art's online calendar for intimate performances by many of the artists featured on Bad at Parties. Learn more about this nonprofit organization and how you can attend, volunteer, and host events at fremontabbey.org. Hey gang, this is Andy Zook, and you're listening to Bad at Parties, one-on-one conversations with artists at the corner of the party. Gareth Couch is on this week's episode. Gareth was hesitant to do the podcast at first, as he's written poetry in the past, but didn't feel that it was something he'd engaged in for quite a while. He said that he wasn't quite sure he fit into the role of artists. We'll work through that conversation a bit on the podcast and challenge that limitation we can give ourselves by asking, why do we create or not create? And how do those moments in time echo into our definition of self? Now, if you're interested in being on the podcast and you feel similar to this, or if you're actively engaging in art at this time, feel free to email me, Andy Zook, at bad at partiespodcast at gmail.com. And I'd be happy to have you on the show. Here we go. Gareth. Dude, that was delicious coffee. That little coffee mm-hmm. shop, really, really good. I like that. I'm a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. We've been living in this apartment for like a year now, Ooh. and that's consistently been our spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't tried Royal Drummer, but I feel like you don't need to go to another place. <laughs> no. You know. Basically, <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah. I mean, and I'm also the type of person who I like to go in someplace and like be familiar. I mean, oh, you yeah. know, with Admiral yeah, yeah. Corpus, General yeah. Corpus. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's call him what he is. He I mean, is an a, admiral. He's a seaman, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a seaman. He's a seaman. Um, <laughs> but I like to, I like to go someplace where I'm known. No, yeah. It's yeah. cheers. Yeah. It's, it's good. It's good feeling. It's a really good You're feeling. known at Admiral Corpus, too. Yeah. Like, they're starting to recognize you. Yeah. I, and I think through you, us, <laughs> as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really gift. It's a gift I'm giving to everyone yeah. this time around. And, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Because, as we all know, Admiral Corpus is probably one of the greatest things that has ever blessed Seattle. It's, it's so good. Yeah. I'm going to move this guy close sure. to you because yeah. you're quiet. Oh, do you need me to speak louder? <laughs> no, <laughs> really. Use your theater voice. I actually meant to ask you that. Did you ever do theater? Because you, like, oh, you okay. totally... When we were talking about doing this podcast... Oh, what were what was happening? Oh, we were making jokes about cancer kids. No, you um, were making jokes about cancer kids. I think kids. the crowd was making jokes about cancer it was kids. was not a crowd. <laughs> I'm were, just including everyone You were on a that. roll. Did you ever do um, theater? Yeah, I did. You know, I mean, like, I did some school plays, but I was never, like, into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, um, but you're not the first person who's told me that. No? No. I could totally see yeah. you doing stage stuff. Yeah. And I think it comes from, I worked at, I worked in Pike Place Market for three and a half years, mm. and that is, like, almost working, like, a theater job. Totally. Because you have got to be, like, really exuberant. Totally. And like, uh, making jokes, and I worked in a bookstore there, and so, I was like, my whole job was, That's like, right. just make people, like, comfortable and to buy books and right. stuff, you know? Yeah. Right. I feel like that setting more than any other setting, a normal book setting, you're just like, hello, welcome, yeah. And yeah. nothing, and then they leave. Yeah. In that setting, it's like... Welcome! Yeah, yeah. You're in the market. Yeah. It's ha- things are happening. Well, and also those bookstores have, like, so many, like... I feel like those are punk rock bookstores. Some of them, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there's Left Bank, which is definitely a punk rock Yeah, bookstore. were you not... Yeah. Okay, I thought you were I wasn't in quite one of those. No, I was in a different one. We did mostly kids' books, so, you know, That's I mean... Great. I do great with kids, yeah. as we all know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those cancer kids, you gotta... There's, I can make yeah. these jokes. I had cancer <laughs> as a child. You can't make these jokes. Well, this is our know. thing. Right, sorry, all right, fine. That's fine. Get, on, get your own thing. I'll what backtrack. All right, whatever. Stop I don't know. Divorce kids? Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. I can't make those jokes. Um, I can make that joke. Oh. Um, orphan kids. I have a dead parent, so... Oh, yeah. Um, really? I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's okay. I don't talk about it too much, but yeah. You want to talk yeah. about it on a recording? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Oh I'm fine God. with that. Um... I'm very comfortable talking about it. I just don't, like, it's like a weird thing to bring up. Oh, like, you know, in the middle of a conversation, you're getting to know someone. Oh, and, you know, my dad's dead. Uh, just right. to kind of bring this down to a level where we can connect. Yeah, um. I just, like, <laughs> uh, I'm into sushi. Yeah, yeah. I really am into biking. Yeah. My dad's dead. Yeah, my dad's dead. Ugh. You know. 
Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, so orphaned. Um, that's not orphan. That's one parent. No, that's one parent. I mean, but my mom's going crazy too. God, I hope she doesn't listen to this because. But so it feels like I'm losing both parents. Woof. Um, Was that like a pretty recent thing for your dad? No, my dad died three years back. So okay. or more. God, more than that, almost four years. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's weird when you start thinking about it. You know. Uh. uh, <laughs> uh yeah. But no, and now my mom is kind of like losing her mind in a very subtle way. Mm. Um, and it's good she doesn't listen to podcasts. Right. You know. Because yeah. you don't want... I, I, I don't talk to her about My this. mom <laughs> listens to every podcast that I have. Mm. And I just have to be like, yeah, I'm going to say that. My mom's going to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet Donzo. Yeah. And I mean, I love my mom. Yeah. You know, like, I, like I've, uh, she... Ra- I mean, my parents divorced young. Like, she basically raised us, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, I have nothing but respect for her, but she's losing her mind. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. Yeah. But, yeah. You have siblings? I yeah, I got one sister. There's so many things I don't mm-hmm. here. Yeah, we're learning. Yeah, my sister, we're learning. she's yeah. also a half-orphan. Also a half-orphan. Yep, yep. Um, she, she's, she's very different, though. She's She lives on the East Coast, you know, okay. right outside D.C., mm-hmm. and, um, and uh, she's very... I don't, you know, so they always talk about type A and type B personalities. Right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I've never really agreed sure. that people are. No, I think that the type A, that idea of type A and type B um, is like a judgment statement more mm-hmm. than it is like a self-awareness thing. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm a Taurus and that that makes me look like a type A person. You're Taurus? Yeah. What's your birthday? 420, man. Dude. 430, what really? up? Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is great stuff. That's really good. We're really bonded. This is right bonded. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, you know? so I'm Taurus right on the cusp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're at the start. It's the 20th, yeah, right? It's when it starts. I, I bring yeah. it in. Yeah, love Me it. Me and Hitler and Columbine. You should bring it in. You and Hitler and Bring it home. Hitler killed himself on my birthday. Fun fact. Oh, there you go. nice. Yeah. Talk about a type A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really type A. <laughs> It's gonna make a bad joke. That's bad. No, but your sister, you were saying yeah. type A. Ve- type A. Type cool. A. Definitely. Very career motivated. Okay. You know. And I mean, I don't wanna say I'm not career motivated, but like, you know, she right. like gives herself to her career. Where I definitely believe in having time away from a career. Right. You know, having time for yourself. Yeah, I think that type A, type B thing is funny though, because yeah. I've never met somebody who's like, Hi, I'm type B. Yeah, what well, hey, right? Who said who like I'm type I'm B. I'm quiet. You know? uh, what about me? Yeah. Oh, I just kind of let things happen. Yeah. Uh, and here I am at this event that we're talking. It's like, no, nobody's going around yeah. like self-proclaiming type B. No, no, no. But a bunch of type A's go about self-proclaiming type A, which I think is interesting, mm-hmm. you know, because like, oh, I am type A. Well, I think know? that's a grace-seeking statement. Mm. I think that's someone saying like, look, I know that this is an annoying thing I do, mm-hmm. but it's my personality. So like, you can't judge me. Yeah. Like, give me yeah. grace about mm-hmm. this thing. And also, like, I think it's a control statement. I Ooh. think the, the, it's, like, people trying to be, like, if I tell you I'm type A, then you'll, like, know that I have yeah. to be in control. I need to be, I, I'm, in, yeah. I'm the leader. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a, like, a, it's making themselves what they want to be. Like, they're like, I want to be in control, so let me yeah. say, I'm a person, oh, I struggle with control. I have yeah. to be in control. Yeah. Sorry. And then they have it. Yeah. I think it's manipulative. Ooh. Anyways. Yeah. No, I like this. Cool. Yeah. I got big thoughts about these yeah. things. Yeah. This was good. I mean, I haven't thought about that, but I like that. Manipulative. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, like, I don't think, like, that there's anything wrong with being somebody who's work motivated. I'd say that, like, yeah. I have elements yeah. of myself that are really type A. Like, when it comes to um, music, I know mm-hmm. that I'm a terrible person. Like, I can, I like the people I play in a band with, and I think that it's a great <laughs> group of people because, yeah. like... I know I've been a total asshole in other like musician yeah. settings before where I'm like, no, it's gonna be this way. And that nobody likes that. Are you that challenge musician? <laughs> I need my subway sliders. Yeah. <laughs> Not my tempo. I go very <laughs> very uh whiplash. <laughs> yes. Real oh, whiplash. Good movie. It's good so movie. good. Yeah. Oh my God. More people should see that. I'm yeah. just gonna throw that out there. Also, but like the drummer who's drumming in that, like I think he's great, but it's also like who drums like that? Nobody's drumming like that. Like, it seems like. Yeah, in case yeah. anyone's looking, it's like a youth, yeah. and they're watching that. Ute. Like, 
they should not say like, oh, this is what I should do to be a good drummer. <laughs> no, don't do that. I should make my hands bleed. Yeah. Oh, I got in a car accident. I'm still going to show up. <laughs> no, man. It's crazy. Yeah, don't do that. I'm just, do you think musicians in that type of situation are really like that? Like those really intense jazz bands? I don't know. I've never been in that type of thing. Sure. I mean, I uh, I did jazz band for a little bit. Yeah. And I did jazz choir. Um, and I had a, I have a friend who uh, was a great jazz musician. And he is like family did mariachi music so yeah. he could always that's like, sweet he could just destroy he could just run circles around everybody else and he was a trumpet player Ooh, and like the entire time he was doing it he had braces on like just like if you can imagine on his teeth yeah oh like just like terrible tearing away the trumpet like yeah. hitting notes that i couldn't hit because i couldn't like make my arm sure tight enough to do that yeah. and like he would like have braces on and still be doing that yeah anyways he, would, he worked at like um he worked on like a, he went into like uh, oh, what's the word? He went into music school. And, yeah, like, yeah, went yeah. In, and yeah. often did like worked for Sony for a bit, and like, oh, did like okay. a bunch of the sound designs with um, like cool. some of the new Star Trek movies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, his name's Richard Gonzalez. He's a great guy. Just released some new music. Richard Gonzalez. I do not know what check him the out. title of his music is, but yeah, cool. I just heard some. Of it. It's really tight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen the new Star Trek movie, so I bet mm-hmm. there's something on there of him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I don't know what he did, but he did some of the sound design on it. Yeah, but he he definitely was like somebody who would push himself really hard on that stuff. Yeah, and then just like, like to the point, like bleeding lips. I mean, did trumpet players get there? Yeah, oh totally, oh totally. Imagine. What about like the uh, what like they had the is it distended cheeks? What is it called? Where like you know they got those those trombone players, trombone players with the like big blown out cheeks. I knew this. I knew this. uh, I saw this musician. I didn't know them. I saw this musician playing who was a trombone player. And they had that happen with their throat, oh. where literally, like, their throat just had, looked like, like a this big cavity. Bullfrog. It looked like a bullfrog. It looked deeply unhealthy. <laughs> that sounds was, deeply unhealthy. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Oof. Poetry, you never get anything like that with poetry. No, you, no. Worst thing, you get, like, yeah. Maybe. Uh, a callus on yeah, your hand. at most. I mean, most. you got to be writing poetry hardcore to get mm-hmm. to that level. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's writing hours a day. Yeah. And vi- violent, violent Aggressive. poetry. Yeah. And then you might get paper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. paper. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you got to do that to mean to get the juices flowing. you got to you know? get those juices yeah. flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you aren't writing hours a day. Doing no, poetry. no. Most of the poetry, I'll be honest, I still do, like, construct poetry, but I don't write it down much anymore. Hmm. It's more of, like, just a mental exercise for me now. Hmm. And I just, like... To come up with new types of poems on dog walks or on a run or something sure. like that. And that's it. And then they're gone. I don't know. And mm. then I used to write them down, but now I don't because I hate reading my stuff. I hate rereading my stuff. Hmm. You know? You still hate rereading the stuff that you did write down. Still hate. Yeah, I won't look at my old stuff. Mm. I can't. I, I can't. I don't know why. Maybe it's like a self-loathing thing. Do you, you read a lot of poetry, though, don't you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay, Love right. poetry. Do you yeah. feel like that's a leading into the why you can't read your own stuff because you're comparing? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe, like, yeah, reading some of these great poets, I'm like, well, I mean, my, like, how could I even come close to that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also think, like, I think I've changed so much, especially from that time when I was first writing those down, that they just hardly reflect the person I've become anymore Hmm. and it's hard for me to I don't know it's hard for me to like go back sure oh in what way do you feel like that um okay so that this is a a past version of myself I'm here now I'm no longer there Mm -hmm. um doesn't that act though lead you to the point where you're at isn't that like for like every action, there is an e- equal yeah. opposite reaction. Like if you you have to push against something to to move forward. Yeah. And so like this is the poetry that you use, and and it gets left back there as kind of like a there's the exhaust, there's the dust. That's hello cat. <laughs> Speaking of poetry. Yeah, and like they it'll I I feel like that stuff leads to this point. So like I mean and, and yeah and there I mean I think that's a great point. You know, there's there's something to be said. That, it's part of the journey, mm-hmm. right? Like writing that poetry has gotten me to kind of where I am now, mm-hmm. in a sense. Right. You know? Well, I've been I've been talking a lot with musicians about mm-hmm. that idea about like that. Oh, my old music. I hate listening to my yeah. old songs because it's not a place I'm at anymore. Um, but there's that same idea of like, no matter what you do right now, if you are if you did start writing down yeah. what you're working on, eventually you're going to get to a place where likely you're going to be like, that's not the best. That's like, yeah. I, that's yeah. not good. Or you're going to judge yourself on mm-hmm. that. So, 
like, but because you'll also hit a next point and a yes. next point. Yes. So as you're not writing stuff down, do you feel like you're you're locking yourself into this place where you're like not progressing? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe I've been stuck there for a while because it's been a few years since I've really written anything down substantially. I've written a couple down, like for people, like mm-hmm. I just like to write poems for people I care about. Sure. You know? Um, I haven't received one yet. Not, yeah, well, I received that as yeah. an insult. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> but go you, on. You never know. You never I'm know. Coming in, I mean, you might just get a little poem on your desk. You know, that would be quite <laughs> sweet. Quite like um, but you haven't written anything down really, so substantially in a while. No, in a, in a while, and you know, maybe that is. Maybe that plays a role in like why I don't want to write stuff down. Like maybe I don't think I'm. Maybe it's like a practice thing. Like I don't think I'm good enough to write it down anymore. Like maybe I've kind of mm. like lost that edge or something mm. like that. You know, or. I don't know. Do you feel like you have the desire for it? Or is it kind of just like, nah? Yes and no. There are times when I'm definitely like, ooh, I wish I I wish I had a pen and paper and I could write this down. Sure. You know? Or but then there are times when I'm like, I don't think I would I don't I wouldn't want to write it down. You know, they're kind of I don't know. I see them as like more mental exercises. Sure. Really. Just a personal like mental exercise, which is hard mm-hmm. because I don't know. Yeah, I'll you know. definitely like dog walk and I'll have my phone and I'll yeah. record like a little voice memo of a melody or yeah. anything. And then, like, I'll listen back to it, and I was like, yeah, that's great. That's never going to become anything else. Mm-hmm. But I like that moment. I like listening back to it. Yeah. And now I'm going to delete it. Like, I'm not going to use that. Yeah. I mean, I don't delete very many things. Mm-hmm. It kind of just overwhelms it. But yeah. I, I do like just kind of having it be that one thing and knowing this isn't ever going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, do you feel like if you... Or I guess, like, when you were doing it before, um, because obviously it wasn't mm-hmm. for monetary gain. No. What, what, <laughs> <Who's>, <laughs> what amateur artist is doing it for I, money? I would say that there's maybe at least one or two poets yeah. in the world making money with yeah. the poetry, and that's about it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, yeah, one or two in, in mm-hmm. like seven billion. Mm-hmm. That's probably yep. right. And they're great. But like, what, um, or they're corporate Terrible. assholes. Or corporate. I mean, yeah. one of them. McDonald's uh, poets. Does this exist? Resume McDonald's McDonald's poet. poet. Fish filet. <laughs> so much soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Drive to Burger King. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Thank you. This is not poetry. Yeah. Um, Andy Zook, National Poet Laureate for McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bunch of pens with the golden arches on them. <laughs> I can only write with them. Dude, <sighs> uh, I got that breakfast deal all day long as a result of having being the poet, so it's pretty cool. Not a lot of people have that. <laughs> not a lot. It's just me. I can get free sausage sandwiches. All day long. All day long. Dude, I've got nothing wrong with McDonald's. Real talk, I've got zero really? problem with McDonald's. Really? Like, yeah. do you eat it? Do you? No, not on the regular, but like okay. if I'm drunk and I'm going like, oh, what's the fast food? Dude. It's Mickey D's. I have no problem with McD's. I mean, it's probably going to be Taco Bell, but I have no problem with McDonald's. Wow. We went from McD's to Taco Bell. Yeah. Taco Bell? Taco Bell. That's my... That's, that's your thing? That's, that's your late thing. night drunk food? That I might not even be drunk. I might you just, just might, You might be sober. I just, just have might a crunch, crunch. I might yeah. have one drink and then crunch wrap supreme. Well, I'm not going to judge that. Yeah, new you know? for the podcast. Yeah. Taco, yeah. Taco, Bell. Bell. Taco Bell. Used to be the Polo Laurie um, for uh, McDonald's. Yeah. Hello? Doritos Loco Taco. Would not touch that. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you, but... Their churros, amazing. Love their churros. Oh, really? Yeah. No, their empanadas. That's what I wanted mm. to say. That's the one I was actually thinking nice. about. Um, where were we? We were talking before about, like, I was about to ask you, when it comes to your poetry that yeah. you write, um, you, obviously, we're not making money doing these no. Of things. No, 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 no. So what, what was kind of the driving force, or, like, what led you to that? Was it just, like, I like... Girls. I mean, let's, <laughs> you hit it right on the you hit the I head on the nail. That you hit the head on the nail. I mean, let's be honest. I think back then it was about impressing girls in college. Right. You know, mm-hmm. was it successful with my angsty? I mean, I guess in some ways, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, we don't have to like yeah. go Playboy. No, here, we don't need to go details. Thirty-seven. One night. Um. <laughs> oh, that's a number of people. Yeah. That's what you're quantifying. <laughs> Got it. Great. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Podcast world. Um, they're future ghosts. They yeah. Yeah. Right now. Thanks. Uh, um, so you, 
you felt like it was like, oh yeah, I want. So, to, it, I mean, in some I ways, acceptance. In some ways, I think it's about acceptance. In some ways, it's it, it, it's trying to make friends, you know, with mm-hmm. people that you think might be interested in similar things to you. You know, like hey, I write poetry, you write poetry. Let's talk about poetry because like there. Are, I mean, let's be honest, there are not that many people who still read and write poetry. No, you absolutely know? not. And so much less than read. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, I'm a poet. Yeah. And then they don't read anything. So it's it's, yeah. it's purely just like, yeah. I my pen hits the paper yeah. and stuff comes out. And then Mary I, had a little lamb. Boom, I'm a poet. Boom, I'm you a know? poet. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's your modern poet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so I like to read poetry. I mean, I really do. And like mm-hmm. having someone to talk about that with was something like I wanted in, yeah. in college, you know? And yeah. so. And plus, you know, pick up chicks. Yeah, let's not lie. That's a that's know? a real thing. Yeah. Are you reading anything right now? Um, I'm going back to my all time favorite poet. I think it's the times have kind of turned me back to him. Mm. Uh, Dylan Thomas, mm-hmm. um, great, great Welsh poet. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Dark, you know. I mean, not a happy man. I mean, he was drunk, you mm-hmm. know womanizing drunk um, but like do not go gentle into that good night I mean such a good sure poem I mean it's great yeah and especially I think I mean I don't know but you know in the times we're kind of facing the times we're living in I think that that is a powerful message that people absolutely can take you know and Mm so I've kind of turned back to some Dylan Thomas what I'm reading that's great is that that's pretty recent like with the political yeah 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 yeah. Hmm. but I I kind of reread Dylan Thomas periodically to remind myself of the terrible things in life Mm mhm I, I totally get that. And, like, yeah. I think that a lot of people do that right now with television shows or <clears> poetry <throat> or with, like, people want their post-apocalyptic or, like, recognizing the dystopia that we yes. actively live in, those different types of mediums. Um, what do you... I don't know. Do you think it's because it's sexy? To, like, nihilism is, is sexy? Mm. Or is it because, like... Um, people are, like, want to, like, kind of desensitize themselves so they want to be around that dark stuff. Why do you think, like, people are drawn to that in these play times? That is a great question. Um, I don't know. I think it's for a few reasons, you know. I think that people are drawn to it because we're sick in the head a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, I think apocalyptic things kind of appeal to us because we always think we're going to be the ones to survive, right? Right. Like everyone thinks I'm going to be the one to survive. <laughs> when say, oh, six billion people die, right? I'm going to make it, you know? I'm going to make it. I'm well, gonna you, make I mean, it. you look at modern religions, so yeah. many people are like, oh, I know everyone else is going <laughs> right. to die, but, yeah. but my religion's the one that's going to keep me alive it. forever. Yeah. God loves Latter-day Saints, everyone. (laughs) Oh, that's good times. Um, And so I think that that appeals to like that kind of like no rules, no, you know, like we'll do whatever we want. When really that would suck. Let's be honest. Like it would be with the comfort we live in now, it would be terrible. Oh, white Americans? Yeah. Like being like, I want dystopian. No, you don't. Tons of people are living in worse conditions than The Walking Dead right now. You're looking at The Walking Dead and being like, that's what I want. No, you don't. Do you want to, are you booking a vacation to go to Syria right now? No, you're not. Because it's it's worse. Yeah, the travel agents are It's worse than The Walking Dead. (laughs) I mean, really. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have bombs being dropped on you in The Walking Dead. No. Yeah. No. You got to think about that. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. The Walking Dead, how clever can I be? Mm-hmm. In Syria, it's just like, did I get lucky? Did I get lucky? Did I get on the right boat? Did I <sighs> sleep in the right spot? Think about that. That's so hard. Yeah. Man. I, I definitely think that that plays into it, that idea of like, why are we ex- wanting to expose ourselves to these yeah. things? I, I think it's the, it's easy to, to be comfortable. Mm. It's easy to like say like, uh, I can turn on a podcast and listen. Yeah. I can watch a show. I can read a book. I can sit on my comfortable couch. I can mm-hmm. go to my job. I can do all these things. And so, like, uh, we're demanded to continue, like, uh, taking care of things. I know mm-hmm. if, as an individual, like, I have a family that I'm yeah. taking care of. Yeah. I, I have responsibilities in that. And at the same time, I don't want to have blinders on. Yeah. I have to be active and productive in multiple arenas. So how do I keep... How do I keep my head up? How do I keep my ear to the ground? Yeah. Uh, which is a couple of different things. I don't think you could mix those metaphors very well. But I liked it. like... Keeping your head up and your ear to yeah, the ground. That's impressive. I, I think you've got to... 
I think that that's a big part of it is mm-hmm. people wanting to say like, I know that this is happening. Yeah. And whether I'm looking at it in a fictu- fictional medium or in a medium yeah. that is historical and yeah. political and on the news, uh, I want to experience the emotion that I know is happening right now yes. for someone. Yes. I think that is a great point. And I think, I don't know, one of my all-time favorite books, 1984. Yeah. You know, love, love that book. Mm-hmm. George Orwell, everybody mm-hmm. should read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, that it's it's also trying to recognize what can happen. You know, like, this can happen. Right. Where you can live in an age where... Sure. If you think, oh, what is happening here yeah. is solid and consistent and will not change, then you're going to say, why are you protesting? Why are you fighting this? Everything works itself out yeah. because I, as a white male, have never experienced anything worse yeah. than this. Life has been good. Yeah. Like, it's, it is easy to say, yeah. like, ah, this will work itself out. And probably, from your perspective... It will. It will. Yeah. Which is... I think that's the, like, truly naive part of so many... Oh, gosh, I'm going to get harsh right now. So many people in the country... Sure. ...who are like, oh, let's just give them a chance. And we're talking about Trump now. Or, mm-hmm. well, I'm talking about... The structure that Trump is trying to put in place. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, it's not just him. It's, it's not a man, it's, it's a system. It's a system. It's the people he's surrounding himself with. Um, he is the face of it, but, I mean, it is so much deeper than that. Sure. And uh, it's just, I just don't think we can give a chance in these things, mm-hmm. you know? Because you give one footing and they will take and take and take. Right, and it's also saying, like, this idea of give someone a chance... Um, if if someone is actively an aggressor to your neighbor, yeah, um, and then you're saying, "Well, you've never aggressed against me, so I'll give you a chance." That is not being an ally to your neighbor. No. That is not standing up for them and saying, "Yeah, no, I will not give you the opportunity to harm again." Mm-hmm. You have shown that you are untrustworthy, and because you haven't been untrustworthy to me, does not mean that I should give you a chance. Exactly. What should I wait till it impacts me? That, no. No. Wait till it impacts someone else. Yeah. It's already happening. Yep. It's been happening. It's been happening. Yeah. It's still happening. Yeah. So, and that's so much why I think, like, I I think a big part of this podcast has been, like, challenging myself and challenging other artists and people mm-hmm. who, like, are, like, I have viewed myself as an artist or I do view myself as an mm-hmm. artist to say, like, what an important time. To be active. Oh, to yeah. To be a participant. Yeah. To be a voice. No. Because, like, if if I had a bunch of people who were like, well, what is the what is the artistic message that we're creating around this? Mm-hmm. And I know which side I stand on, I'm going to throw my voice out there with it because it uh, the word, otherwise somebody else is going to. And yeah. they might not come from that same yeah. standpoint. They may be a voice of, of the other, the opposition. There will be. There, there will be. be. Yeah. yeah. And... I think that's very important. I think it's 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 a time to become active and to show, right. and and that's why I'm kind of I, I've almost been getting into kind of like bringing this kind of back to poetry as I've started yeah. to like trying to think of like poetry or I've probably been doing like I don't know political speeches yeah. too you know like trying to write those in my own way mm-hmm. you know and just like I do really believe that this is going to be like a point when it's it's important for us to be active. It will be important for us to be loud mm-hmm. and use our mediums to say that we're not happy with the mm-hmm. way things are going. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I I think, like, we were out, we grabbed coffee before this, mm-hmm. and you were talking, oh, what were you you saying? You, um, I'm allowed to have bad silences. So yeah. Silences in the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bad parties. Um, yeah. uh, there was Awkward. this. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about, um, it's worse as I don't remember really? what I was No. <laughs> Shit. I actually had it, and then I lost it. See, and you know what? I've, I've, so I'm going to jump to a different thing, sure, and maybe yeah. I'll come back to it. Pivot. Um, I've realized if I'm, uh, if I hit a moment like that where mm-hmm. I all of a sudden can't, like, get back to the thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've realized it's not because I was distracted. It's because I wasn't doing a good job active li- listening. Because mm-hmm. if you've been actively listening to somebody... You can say, like, okay, what did they just say? What did they say before that? Okay, and this was the thing that caused that thing. That. Yeah. Instead, you're thinking yeah, yeah. about, like, ooh, I want to say this next. Right. And yes. I totally was. I was yeah. totally thinking, ooh, yeah. I can't wait to say this thing next, and now I can't find it because yes. I wasn't thinking about what yes. you were saying. So I couldn't find my way back. Side tangent on yeah. that. I mean, that's all this is. Yeah. That 
I try to do that as much as possible. But I mean, I fail. I'm not like I don't think we can always be great listeners. Mm-hmm. I think, but it takes work and practice, and that's why I'm like, yes, I like what you're saying about mm-hmm. active listening and just really everybody practice that. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I, I mean, to take that into idea yeah. of what we're talking about about this political climate, I think that that's a huge, oh, yeah. easy thing that people can start doing, like... Just start listening to today. listening to your neighbors and, right. the, and the other and side. And the idea yeah. of, of active listening being, um, being like, receive things mm. and, and like, churn through it. Don't, yes. don't react. Mm-hmm. Don't have a guttural... Like, no. Ah. I mean, you will, you, but then I mean, don't act on it. Yeah. You know, just like let it sit, let it be. Especially yeah. if you've got those artistic elements that mm-hmm. are coming into you. If you read something that says like, here, like you you read um, uh, any of these poets or any of these books that we've been talking yeah. about and you're like, this is how I want to respond. Oh. Don't. Yeah. Like really let take it a sit. Moment. Like take a moment, yeah. let it affect you. And I mm-hmm. think like... I've been trying to do that. I, I've been talking with some friends lately about, like, what is the right way to, um, to protest. Mm, um, you yes. were talking about, yes. I think this is actually what I was going to bring up. So we got back to it. So, oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So we've uh, been talking about this idea of how do you protest if you're yes. writing speeches, if you're doing yes. these different things. And I've been kind of harping on this idea that I think good protesting comes from good creativity mm-hmm. and that it's really a place where artists are needed. Yeah. Um, because otherwise it's just people marching down the streets until they hit the police and they're saying, like, it's our right to, what, keep marching through this specific street? Is that what... Is that what we're after? Is that what you're trying yeah. to get? Like, make sure that your message is on point. Make sure yeah. it's clear. Making sure that all of your actions reflect that idea. Yes. And I don't care if... Like, I'm a very big believer that if your environment is disrespecting you, you know, you probably are going to disrespect it back. Yeah. So I'm not one to say, like, I'm against that. I'm not always for it, but I think, like... Um, as we look at what is our artistic response to these things, like how do we um, put it into like this this important kind of chaotic fire and say mm. like let's get let's let's pinpoint that fire let's 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 use that and like make something yes yeah agreed yeah yeah a hundred percent a hundred percent. Right. It's it's time to it's time to uh, we got to Dylan it up we got to Bob Dylan it we got to Dylan Thomas it mm-hmm. um, there's probably some other counter you know revolutionary Dylans. Dylans out there yeah. and you know let's just Dylan it yeah Annie Dillard Annie Dillard she's a poet she's great she's, she's awesome close. yeah close to Dylan I yeah. just was like right, no, what's yeah, a non-white Dylan. male yeah. that we can yeah. say I know close. really right. yeah well, she's so a white hard. female that's right. also good yeah uh, I mean well, Langston Hughes I mean come mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. wonderful uh, I mean uh, what's his James Baldwin, wonderful author. I mean, now we're getting into the Black Lives Matter right. stuff. You know, mm-hmm. great black authors. I'm just throwing these out mm-hmm. there. I used to work at a bookstore, so I just want to give some great authors. That's great. No, you're for people you're to a, read. You're a you know, well-read person. Yeah. I think that that's something that's like really hard to find in this day and age. It's sad. It's sad. There's a lot of great books being missed out there. People, mm-hmm. you know, everybody. <sighs> what are you reading right now? Ooh, I read a lot. Well, Sabriel yes, is one of yeah. my book. Thank yes, you. it's absolutely. not my book, but the book mm. I recommend. You you helped write it, I believe. I'm not sure Fuck, if I if I if Garth Nix ever listened to this and wanted to hang out. Yeah, I would accept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should just send him an invitation, Garth. Garth. Hey, Garth. <laughs> Garth. <laughs> would you be on the podcast? Uh, yeah, Garth Nix, Sabriel, mm-hmm. first of the good book, uh, Old Kingdom trilogy. Yeah. Now it's. There's four of them. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? Uh, quadrilateral. I, I like that. I don't know, but quadrilateral sounds nice. Yeah, we'll use a four-sided chair. Uh, <laughs> it's, good. it's my quadrilateral book. Yep. Um, so I'm reading Sabriel, you know, yep. kind of going through that. But I'm also, uh, I've been listening to a lot of books lately. Right. Um, audiobooks. You bike. Wonderful. You bike a yes. ton. Yeah. And so I do. Can't read and bike. It's hard. It's dangerous. Yep. Um, people frown upon it. It's know? frowned upon. Uh, I mean, but books make great things to like throw at cars or at people <laughs> when they get in your way. Um, so I'm just, you know, that's. Uh, so I'm listening. I just, I'm about to start a. I just did start a book on the Black Death. Um, Whoa. plague going yeah, <laughs> plague going through New York, and basically it's about how the Black Death was almost like I don't want to say a good thing, but basically led to a period in humanity that was kind of like the the Renaissance, you know, yes. where it, it, things started to yeah, we started to like pick ourselves up out of a a darker period of humanity, mm-hmm. you know, 
And I think that's interesting, because I think we're kind of going into a destructive period of humanity. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, you talk about this idea that, like, a lot of the times pendulums swing, Mm -hmm. and the harder you push one way, the harder it pushes the next. Obama-Trump kind of thing. You look at uh, stuff like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, the Black Death was this really low point, and it's Mm -hmm. followed by a really high point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... It's like that old, I think of it like is it that old Phoenix thing or something. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to burn stuff down, you know, to mm-hmm. rebuild it. Nice. Is that where we're at? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that there's parts of myself that I'm having to burn right now. And yeah. it's like, it's painful. Like there is, are some elements of selfishness that I'm yeah. having to like come mm-hmm. to grips with. I think like music has been really helpful with kind of just like writing some of that stuff yeah. and owning some of that. Um, no, totally. I think that this is... A, a deep time of introspection yeah. and a deep time of like uh if you oh this is stupid oh uh, there's this there's the start of a, a star song that says mm-hmm. when there's nothing left to uh, burn you have to set yourself on fire oh. and that hasn't that's not a reference to anything else that's just them they wrote yeah. that and i think that i love that line so much i yeah. think it's so beautiful um and that i think that that is talking about a romantic relationship, but mm. I, I think that I it's really applied. It, I yeah. think I definitely understand that. That like um, when it's like you have to you have to light yourself on fire. You yeah. have to like burn away all of this these impurities and like yeah. recognize that. And it should be a painful process. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the Northwest it's going to be our passivity. Yeah, oh. you know, our kind of like yeah. our passive aggressive nature. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I love the Northwest. It's gonna, it's gonna be a removing of bubbles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Safe yeah. spaces. Safe spaces. You know? Fuck those spa- safe spaces. Fuck I mean, safe spaces. Yeah. I mean, they're good. They're good. I, I say that. I love my therapist. Um, <laughs> I think that the idea of of safe spaces mm-hmm. is: does your safe space look like a bunch of people that look like you? It, there it is. You know, there. It Have is. a safe space. Just make it diverse yeah. and make it safe but that doesn't mean kid gloves yeah you know dude that's hitting at home that hits it right on the nail right there is that's what we've turned our safe spaces into in a lot of places i mm-hmm. think is people that look like us sure people you, that think like us do you have like community outlets that you are a part of i only see you in a very yeah. specific like i see you uh, work because we work yeah. together we do yeah, we, we do. don't talk about that but yeah we work we together don't, we don't have to we don't have to talk about we work that. together uh, software uh, but <laughs> outside of that do you feel like you are I am not as active as I want to be and that's what I this election has shown me is I've always considered myself I've always tried to be politically aware politically aware mm-hmm. um, especially and, and on local elections I think those are very very more important than people think local mm-hmm. elections are very sure. important yeah. and I try to stay aware on the policies but you know I mean when Occupy was happening I was involved with that a little bit oh. um not in a huge way, you know, just going out, kind of making some signs and stuff like that. Not sure. a big thing. But I'm now at a point where I want to be more politically active, but I'm almost like, well, how do I be politically? In, in the correct way. And this is what we were talking about. How do I protest effectively? Mm-hmm. How do I contribute to these effectively? Mm-hmm. I think what I was more asking was like, do you, f- are you involved in other elements of community? Oh. Like, are, is there things that's feeding back into you that you're feeding back into, like, in a reciprocal relationship? Ooh. I was looking at Gareth as an individual. Individual. Yeah, as part of a society. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't have a lot of community outlets right now. I mean, I got friends. Right. <laughs> totally. People like friends. Yeah. Sure. Friends are cool. It's, it's hard. I think that it's hard to find things if you're not connected to some yeah. religious affiliation. And I'm not. I know. And yeah. if you're not... Um, connected to an active arts yes. process that like demands like okay go to this thing this is how mm-hmm. yeah and it's something I want to get more involved in yeah you know what, I want to be out there more. what would that look like for you I think it would be t- I mean I think I'm starting to well, okay you know I had a recent breakup yes. and I'm starting <laughs> to kind of go out on my own a little bit sure. more and do things a little bit more it would look like um, it would look like an orgy it would, <laughs> it would look like just a giant orgy. It would look like a big orgy, uh-huh. but with a lot of people that don't look yeah, like me. Yeah, a very diverse Jeez. orgy, all right? We got all nations. <laughs> Woo! Um, everyone's welcome. Give me a, give me a call. Um, uh, <laughs> what if that was your artistic outlet? 
What if I'm doing artistic you, orgies. What if that's what you came on the podcast to talk oh, about? Dude. Jesus. Wait, Christ. I've got it though. No, no listen okay. to this. Okay. All right, okay. I'm just gonna throw this out there as an. I've just got. It. I'm creating right now on the fly. Yeah. All right, we take a big piece of paper. Right, you get a lot of people. Get them all lathered in paint. Have an orgy. You take a, what comes out of the paper, and that's orgy art. That's diverse orgy art right oh there. God. I'm going to throw that out there. I don't know if anyone wants to sponsor me on Anybody that. Anybody want to Pollock with me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> going to get Pollock in your business. Gonna, we're going to get Pollocked all over this canvas. If you had a real community outlet yeah. that yeah. you were looking for, what do you think that would actually look like? I would think it would be politically... Political and artistic kind of minded, I think, is, mm-hmm. is where I would want to be. I'd want to be with people kind of like writing protest songs, you know. I would want to know, like, how do we... How do we affect change effectively? Mm-hmm. And I'd want to be surrounded by those people that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like for me, sure. you know. And I want to get there. So if people know... Show me the way. Aim me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, instant message me. Yeah. I'm still on there. Uh, what was my name back then? I don't even know. I didn't have uh, one. I think I, it was like Halo name. Grunt Smasher. I'm yeah. going to go with that. I asked my brother if I could get like connected to the internet because yeah. I was a kid. And he was like, no, who brother, are Brother, big brother. I was like, I want to use it to talk to my friends. And he said, you don't have any friends. And I said, you're right. And so then I didn't get a name. So I never got a name. Wow. That's the true story. <laughs> That's really depressing. <laughs> that's like a yeah. little snapshot in our relationship. He's great. Yeah, no, your brother sounds like a peach. Um, that's cool. I mm. I think that that's a big thing that a lot of people are talking about right yeah. now. There's so many people saying, um, I'm isolated, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna I'm gonna move away from like political. Sure. Concept. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's drop like back. I uh, uh, I'm a, I am isolated. Mm. I want to feel connected. I feel afraid and confused yeah. in at what's happening in my world and what's happening in, in these groups. I have friends. Um, but I think that that's all that people have learned how to have and that they, yeah. that there's a reliance on, I'm, I'm squeaking the table so much, that sure. there's a reliance on social media to make mm-hmm. you feel like you have that. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you feel like you're involved when you're not really. Right. I want to say it. Yeah. You know? It makes you feel connected. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like I think, oh, I'm gonna post on Facebook. It's gonna change the world, right? You know? Yeah. No, no one's ever changed the world with a Facebook no. post. You know what really has been something great is I love, um, I love the Connor Burn. It's a open mic that's uh, mm-hmm. down here in Seattle uh, okay. or down here in Ballard, and they I I've talked about them a bunch, but it's like every Sunday night they do an open mic, and it's just like a bar to hang out and listen to people play music and like have conversations yeah. and stuff like that. And it's so great, um, like, going that, to that with some specific friends, but then always there's going to be somebody else at the table. Yeah. Like, so, yes, I'll go this with my friends, but, like, it's, like, an artistic opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something really unique and beautiful for the, the music community because it's, it's accessible to musicians and non-musicians alike. You bring your friends who aren't going to play. I don't yes. play at the open mic most of the time. I just go to hang out. Just going to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. And I love the conversations that I have there or if I like step out for a smoke. Like mm-hmm. I love like hanging out outside and talking about those mm-hmm. types of things and hearing where people are coming from. Yes. Uh, so I think that that's like been a really big thing for me lately and been like, a, a, like something that used to be important back when I was in college and is like, had a resurgence recently. Yeah. It's been really cool. I really think communities are going to be important mm-hmm. coming up. Yeah. You know, and this is great. What's it called? Connor Byrne? Connor Byrne. Connor Byrne. B-Y-R-N-E. Uh, or I think there's B-Y-R-N-E. B-Y-R-N-E. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Irish. It's like an yeah. Irish pub. Very Irish. But not Irish <laughs> music being played there at all. Um, <laughs> oh. it's, it's right down in Ballard. I love Irish music. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Oh, there's yeah. the cat. A little river dancing? <laughs> love it. <laughs> I don't know if you're serious. I have no... I, I, I played a show once with an Irish band. They were called the Gothard Sisters. They're a big the deal. The Gothard Sisters. Um, yeah, they're great. Are, do they have an Irish accent? I hope they do. No, but they do play exclusively Celtic music. Right. Well, that's awesome. Okay. They've got the ancestry, right? Yeah, yeah they got a brand new Christmas album coming out right Ooh. now. You can listen to the Gothard Sisters' new Christmas album. Yes. I don't know what it's called. Uh, they're sweet, though. 
I'm into this because I love Christmas albums from random bands. We, I was just listening to the Snoop Dogg Christmas album last night. There's a Snoop Dogg yes, Christmas album? Yes, there is. Oh, fuck my face. That's amazing. <laughs> and you got to check it out. It's am- It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Snoop Dogg Christmas album. Fantastic stuff. But So I want to check out a Celtic Christmas album. Yeah. I'm into this. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but they're sweet kids. All and right. they're really great. S- some sweet kids. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I found, I refound one of the worst Christmas albums uh, that I ever listened to, and I suddenly oh liked it, kind what of. It? It's by this guy called Hoxley Workman. Uh, and my best friend, John Santine, awesome. who is another musician up here in the Northwest, he introduced them to me um, in, like, <laughs> back in high school. And, like, he recently, like, redid the album and I was, like, going to play it for some friends as a joke. I was like, mm. oh, yeah, here's the album. I was like, oh, he redid it. And so I, I, like, was playing it. And it was amazing. It was, I was like, this is weird. I kind of dig this. It's All like, right. It's weird, but I. What type of genre are we talking? Nope. Just listen to it. Just All right. I like it. I'm Huxley going to. Workman. Huxley Workman. Huxley. Hux. Hock. Hockley? Huxley. 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 H O C K S. Hawk, like a bird. Oh, H A W K S. L Y. So it's L-Y. like an adjective. Huxley. Yeah. Workman. 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 I'm a wow. Workman. <laughs> Huxley Workman. Yeah, my cat Insurance is like yeah, all over it right now. Yeah. I'm just gonna acknowledge it, even though no one on the podcast mm-hmm. can see it. I'm shuffling a cat. And I'm just gonna kind of. Do the fans know how cute of a cat you have? I don't know. She's tiny. She's yeah. like uh, eight pounds, and she's like three years yeah. old. She's an adorable. But little like thing. totally healthy weight. Oh yeah. Her paws are the size of like quarters. Mm-hmm. They really are. We we you just want to eat them right up. We just <laughs> wouldn't eat. We can't get back into the. We no no. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I saw my cousin's cat the other day, and like I was like holding this other cat. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe how big this cat is. Yeah. 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 I can't believe how small your cat because I have two cats, yeah. right? And they are both bigger than your cat, yeah. like big time. Yeah, maybe double. I mean, and it's a good thing that you have your yeah. pets because all of your other relationships are fading away. Are just dying. You talked about this. You, you know. brought this up, and yeah. I did want to ask you about, Let's about do it. this. Like, yeah. how are you doing right this? Because you've been in a relationship mm-hmm. for a long time, right? Well, I mean, long seems. You said it was almost was, two years. It was almost two years, but yeah. you had also said like you don't have. It was my longest relationship ever. Sure, I had never dated anyone before her for longer than about three weeks. Yeah, so big difference. Big it was big ex- difference. it was an extreme thing. Like we lived together, you know, and it was a big de- it was a big deal. And I feel like I'm doing all right. I'm actually kind of really loving the single life. Right. Um, it's. I very much care about her. Sure. Um, you said it was amicable. It was very amicable. I think it's about the nicest breakup. It's the only breakup I've ever really gone through, but it's the nicest breakup. Right. I mean, we're still chatting, you yep. know? She's going to watch my dogs over Christmas. I mean, I think that's good. That's, yeah. That seems like a great right? perk. Yeah. And I think it was good for both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, breakups are tough. I think especially after two years. And living together, right? Like, it's, that's a whole different thing. Sure. I don't know. Yeah, you'd never done anything like that. Never, before. yeah. And it was hard, because I'm very much like, I think I'm very much like a loner. Lover. Right, well, also, like, pretty, I feel like you're young, right? Are well, you? fairly, 26. Yeah, okay, we're like almost the same old. age. <laughs> I was married three years yeah, you, younger. Yeah, okay, never which mind. Is I'll, get that, I'll get the yeah. fuck out of here with what I just said. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, still, living together mm-hmm. is really intense. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, a lot. You, it's a lot. Do you feel like it's it's good? You're in a good place with where it's at, right? Yes, now? Yeah. I do. I do, and I think that's also because, like, you know, like my per- other things in my personal life, <laughs> even though we talk about it just falling apart, are actually going pretty well. Yeah, I mean, totally. yeah, I'm yeah. being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk about my just utter depression. <laughs> yeah, it's really bumming me out. Yeah, uh, that's why I'm high just twenty four seven. That's uh, just, great. <laughs> crack rock. Crap. Everybody should try it. Wonderful stuff. Never have. Um, I've never had it either. Okay, great. Yeah. Just make sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I've done some drugs. We can, I don't know how far which we're going to go down there. Uh, which yeah. ones have you tried? I've done a few fair drugs. Uh, oh, it's okay. Your crazy mom yeah. won't listen to this. Yes. <laughs> one of them. Or your um, ex-girlfriend. I mean, she actually knows. The t- I think she knows all the drugs I've done. Sure. Um, I'm pretty open with my mom. Uh, I've tried acid. I've done acid shrooms. Um, acid shrooms. Acid shrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Um, combine them, right? It's a whole new experience. I think that's how you die. Yeah, no. You, no, the 
gosh, here we go in a drug world. Um, I once did speed and shrooms together, which Jeez. is an experience. What was it like? <sighs> so I'll tell you the story that I always remember about it. Sure. So I did it in my apartment with some friends, but I totally ignored them. And I... Was I got to this point where the shrooms? So shrooms. I don't know if you've ever done shrooms. No, I I am terrified. I'm terrible at drugs. Okay, <laughs> that's a funny thing to say. Bad at drugs. Bad, bad at drugs. Bad at drugs. I, I am. Yeah. I'm terrible at drugs. I Dude, do terrible. At drugs. Well, you know, it's a it's a practice thing. Yeah. You just got to start doing it more. I don't know how. I'm no good. I waited too long. <laughs> Maybe these, these are all facts. No, I'm no not now you just jokes. See, now you just got to wait until you're like you're seventy, and then you just got to give it a whirl. I'll you probably know. be dead by yeah. then. Come well, on. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. I don't know. Um, it's kind of dark. Uh, no, it's just realistic. Um, uh, so where were we? you were with your friends. You, we did the, you yeah. all did them? We all did shrooms and speed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was about, I think, like three of us that did it. And so when you take shrooms, I don't know. For me, I always get to this point where I'm like, oh, I just don't even, like, I just don't care about my material life. Like, right. everything that matters is in me, right? Sure. Like, get very spiritual, very, right. like... I've, I've DD'd for, for shrooms experiences sure. yeah. many of You've met these types. Right. You've met what you I prefer to about. be on that side. Yeah. I prefer to be... Yeah. And so normally, you're like, oh, I just feel so good, and you're just kind of, like, absorbing that. But when you're on speed as well, you're like, well, i got to be productive about this. <laughs> so what happens is you start throwing away your life. And that is what I did. And I threw away about half my stuff into the dumpster... <laughs> Like, I don't need this. I don't need clothes. Who needs these things? Um, I'm a free wheeling person. I was outside barefoot. It's like December. I'm in a tank top because, like, I didn't think I was feeling any temperature at that point. Just tossing stuff in the dumpster, you know? And things I cared about. Like, I took diaries. Like, I journals. Yeah. I should do diary. Um, <laughs> I took journals that I had, like, been keeping throughout my life and just ripped them apart and threw them away. Jeez. And um, and so not a good time, you know. <laughs> what was the what was the like? Did you feel? But like as you're doing that, did yeah. that was that like a, a euphoric experience? Oh, it like, felt this great. Is great. I'm I'm ridding myself of all this. Yeah, shit. like I felt I was ridding myself of uh, what like emotional baggage, like just like things that didn't matter. Like these things don't matter, right. you know. Like and that's where I was. And when I woke up the next morning, I realized the mistake I had made. <laughs> You feel it was a mistake. Yeah, I feel. I definitely feel it was a mistake. You should have been making decisions. Because it could have. I was. I was fully ready for you to be like, and I came out and I was upset at first, but then I came to realize that no. that is true. No. That is just all yeah. stuff. No, it was I great. totally threw away some stuff I did not want to throw away. Okay. Yeah, sure. I got rid of some stuff that was probably like a little bit superfluous. You know, and it was okay to throw that away. Sure. But there was some stuff like I went back to the dumpster and some of it was gone forever. Like other people had dumped trash on it, and I was like, well. Um, there's nothing to be done about this. Right. Others, the other side of the dumpster, some of my stuff had made it. Right. <laughs> it really depend on yeah. where the layout was. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Drug experiences. Be careful. Don't do you them know. at your own home. Don't do them at you. Don't do drugs at your own home. No. Go to a yeah. nice, neutral, yeah. mutually agreed upon space. Sure. You know, there's a lot of other places to do drugs. Forest. I always recommend shrooms in the forest. That's what I've heard. And yep. that's where I've uh, uh, caretaken. Sure. Yeah. The drug Great place to do it. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, in high school, I lived uh, in a place with, and had some, I, I lived in a place. I lived in <laughs> Arlington, and there was, was a, a small <laughs> cult. There was a cult there, Shit. and I had some friends who were part of the cult, and then, like... What type of cult was it? Sorry, I don't want to get uh, sidetracked. I don't know, but I do know that, like, they nobody believed it was a cult uh, that was in the group, and okay. then after it, after tons and tons of their money had been stolen by the leader, they were all like, oh, that was That's a cult. That's how it happens. Yeah. Cult. yeah. Oh, That's the Love Israel yeah. um, organization. Love Israel? Love Israel. Oh. Um, he lives here in Seattle still, I believe. Shit. Yeah, a lot of people are still around here, but... Um, yeah, just some campfire experiences. And yeah, taking care of people. Them taking shrooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What'd you think as like a, a sober uh, well, I observer? Mean, I've had. I didn't drink alcohol until I turned twenty one. I didn't smoke a cigarette until I turned eighteen. Not because it wasn't available to me, or even like I don't even think because of like a strong religious like it's just like I was talking about this with my therapist that he describes me as a. Uh, unrealistic high moralism uh, <laughs> mentality. 
He says that uh, my what a title. My ethical <laughs> like uh, standpoint is unattainable. Whoa. These are things that he's been hitting me with. Yeah, lately. that's a heavy thing to hit someone. Some hard with. things. Yeah. yeah, it's some truth talks. I like it. Did uh, you like? I mean, do you feel that way? I feel like you're an ethical. I, person. Yeah, I think yeah. I definitely hold myself to yeah. unre- and and others to unrealistic yeah. standards. Um, and it can be both. It's also it's both like really hard, mm-hmm. and that's also a big part of who I am. And sure. All. And so, like, at the same time, it's it's not like, I don't feel like I'm, like, got religious things. Yeah. It's like, I'm I'm helping my friends who are on a bunch yeah. of drugs. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm also, like, at the same point. <laughs> Being like, a good person. Right. It's like, I'm not, like, avoiding yeah. people and things. Um, but in those, in those places, it was very, uh, I think I had, like, very much of a youngest sibling yeah perspective about it where you just kind of are an observer i've always been an observer and i'm like this is very interesting okay uh this person kind of acts very strange i'm trying to Mm -hmm. see like are they still in it where are they at with it yes and like getting all the way from we're trying something they're in the moment and now they're like having water and being like whoa that was crazy just be like yeah that was a few hours that was yeah was a bit of time. I didn't love that experience. Yeah, okay. As a, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. I kind of want to go home, yeah. but you... But you need somebody. <laughs> oh, oh, even worse. And we aren't as close to my house as I would like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think, like... No, I think it's it's always been just like a... This is happening right now. Okay. I think I've always been able to compartmentalize. Fair. Yeah. 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 And... Have you ever felt the urge to try them? Or is it just like... Oh, you... uh, I mean, totally. I think, yeah. like... Uh, but, like, minimally, like, when I've had... Like, I've had, like, a few positive, like, weed experiences. But, like, for the most part, it's been really negative. Really? And, like, yeah, really feeling of... Like, I have, like, high anxiety mm. at, like, starting yeah. out. Yeah, um, and, I, and it doesn't mellow it out. Not no, not at all. It no. very much magnifies it. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I think, like, uh, I'm not a person who feels good when mm-hmm. I'm not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the first times, like, I... I remember feeling similar to that, like, starting drinking as well, just because, like, I'm also kind of an extreme person, so I was just like... You're going to take it to the limit. Well, yes. (laughs) That first time, I I was like, great, so I'm 18, or I'm 21 now. Uh, Give me all of your alcohol, sir. I've never had a sip. (laughs) Let's burn this mother down. <laughs> and, and I remember my brother just just handing me drinks and then being like, "Are you okay?" And I said, "I'm fine. I'm fine. And then, Keep them coming." And then like just the attempt to like slide down yeah. like poles and like stairs. And oh like that. yes. This is, this is not compared to the story you just yes. told of throwing away all of your earthly hey. possessions. <laughs> I love it though. I still can't handle. First it. drunk stories are great. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, I. I do remember the first drink I had. I was with these musicians who were friends of mine. It was, um, they're in this band, or it's uh, Abby and Noah Gunderson. Uh, oh. Noah Gunderson is like a good solo singer artist. And we were hanging out, and she was like, uh, she had like a bunch of uh, like Mike's Hard Lemonade. And he was like at the house, and he was like, Breakfast This is champions. Your, he, he was like very much like, Oh, you are having your first drink. It's got to be something cool. You could drink Jameson. That could be the first drink you ever have. Uh, you could drink, I mean, no, like, yeah. this IPA. Yeah. Like, these are some cool okay. things. Everybody drinks, like, stupid yeah. drinks. With cheap oh God, first drinks. And she was very much like, you could drink this Mike's. Fuck. And he was like, no, you can't do that. That's what everyone does. And I was like, I'm going to drink the Mike's. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it. Like, yes. even like, as right. much as I could have. Yes. I just said, nah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Mike's Hard Lemonade. Yeah. And I was like, yummy. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's God. yummy. Isn't it yummy? What? So, yeah. I mean, sure. Sure. It's sure. yummy. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I first got drunk off Southern Comfort mm. um, at age fifteen. Damn. So I don't think I've ever had yeah. Southern Comfort. I mean, I probably you have like in something. <laughs> Unless it's a nice Southern lady, you don't need Southern Comfort. That's fine. So. <laughs> Is that a sex joke? That was a sex that, joke. Yeah. I married her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she's she's right over there. Um, well, cool. I like yeah. this. I like that drug thing. They're yeah. gonna end with that. That's yeah. gonna be perfect. Let's end on drugs. Did you Love it. did you have, feel good about this? Did you have anything I, else you want to talk about? I liked it. You know what? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> we can keep talking. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to talk no, about? No. These are the types yeah. of things I'd chat about. I like this where you're great. at. I feel like 
Thank you for having me You're on. You're welcome. Yeah. I like that you talked about kind of these different things you're feeling about poetry, about yeah. community, yeah. and I... Uh, hope you... I hope more people think about it, because I'm, I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. I think we are thinking about it. I think we're it, thinking you know? about it, and yeah. I think you're in this interesting place where I see you, like, being like, I, I, you have an opportunity to re-engage with Yes, something. yes. And I, I hope you do. I hope I do, too. And I would like to know about yeah. it. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. All right, cool. I've got to be less busy. That's what I need. Cool. Yeah. You're also going to school. I am. We didn't talk about that. We don't need to talk about it. That's fine. Although, I want to make... Can I make a quick public service announcement? Okay, so I took a class. (laughs) I took a class in the history of yoga. Stupidest class I've ever taken. Yeah, Yeah. so dumb. I've gone through... We're in week 10 now. And it has all been worth it for this one video I just had to watch. It's called Kumare... Uh, K-U-M-A-R-E it's the story of a false prophet it is hilarious it's about an Indian guy from New Jersey who decides to become an Indian guru in Arizona everybody watch it it's awesome (laughs) hilarious I was laughing it, great stuff. I just Good. recommend watching it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the thing, because I remember everything you've told me about this oh, class has been absolute banana bullshit. Stupid. Stupid as shit. So dumb. So dumb. I don't, like, boring, dumb stuff. Cool. But watch that video. Watch that video. Kumar. Cool. We will link that in the podcast. Please, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It's great. Cheers, man. Woo!